It depends. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this week's installment of F is for Philo. Can I get a round of applause? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks. Thanks for the energy. Thanks for the energy. Uh, so today in the studio, we have a very special guest by the name of uh, Sfundo Binda. And as usual, we have our co-host TT and I am PM. So, uh, yeah, Jen. Oh, man, I'm good, but, you know, I'm a bit under the weather. So, you know, if I'm not as energetic as my normal self, you know, yeah, man, just understand that the bear has a little bug, you know, have a little bug. So, yeah. And on your side? Nah, man, I'm, I'm a hundred as usual, standard. Uh, and uh, Sfundo, our guest, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm very happy drinking coffee on a Sunday, talking about physics. But 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 worse, how what how worse can it get? <laughs> Interesting. I'm doing very well, man. I'm doing. Thank you for having me, by the way. Nah, man. No worries. No worries. Uh. I said to be Yo, TT, how are you doing? How are you doing on this wonderful Sunday evening? Yeah, man. Um, I'm just enjoying to be alive, man. Oh, man, I'm enjoying to be alive, man. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. What do I know more than being... Uh, the, what do I know than anything but being alive, man? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's nice. So, uh, to everyone who's joining us today, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to make it to our session. F is for failure. So, today's discussion will be centered around uh astrophysics slash astronomy i'd like to apologize on behalf of f is for fellow uh i see we advertise it as astrology apparently astrology is not a science so yeah sorry about that (laughs) it's actually astrophysics and astronomy uh so question is what inspired this uh topic or this discussion uh so we we ran into a quote by Marcus Aurelius. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. If you're not, just check him out. He's a Roman emperor, or he was a Roman emperor. So he once said, the man who doesn't know what the universe is, doesn't know where he lives. So in that, this is us trying to know what the universe is, and hence figuring out where we live. And that can only be done through the branch of metaphysics, yeah, guys, so let's start it simple. Let's start it uh, on a light note. Uh, let's have our guest introduce himself, just so when he speaks, people know that he's he's credible. You know what I'm saying? He's not just some street guy we pick <laughs> up who's claiming to know stuff. And yeah, uh, Mr. Guest, introduce yourself. <clears throat> ah, thank you. Thank you very much, Tebofa. So uh, greetings to all the guests which are here, TP, I'm and the other people joining in. Yeah, so I am Sifundo. Uh, for those who don't know what my name means, it means lesson. So it's, uh, I don't know what came first. Uh, was it a prediction whether I will be studying for the rest of my life as I hope to do? Or it was just a lesson for someone else who was not supposed to be doing other things. So 
I'm originally from <laughs> I'm originally from Gwandebele in Pumalanga. Um, very close to Gwamsanga. Gwamsanga is about about an hour from Pretoria. Um, so I'm from that region, and I, I I was born there. I grew up there. 18 years of my life there. And um, yeah, that's where my interest developed. I went on to WITS to do nuclear sciences and engineering and um, just finished my MSc last year and uh, in experimental nuclear physics, which is in essence the nuclear physics of, uh, well, I should say the, the main topic being the nuclear physics of stars and uh, for that, we will uh, t uh, talk about that today, what happens in the nuclear physics of stars. And I really liked um, uh, the Marcus Aurelius quote. I've never heard of it, but knowing what the universe is, is quite an interesting thing. And I believe everyone should know where they stand in life. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for clearing it up for the listeners. Now we, we trust you. We trust your word your official expert <laughs> on the show <laughs> yeah guys it's, it's, uh, <laughs> oh you're uh, saying just to, just to jump in a little bit it's uh it doesn't hurt if i'm saying something and you quickly go to google you know you can just confirm it today <laughs> yeah man okay uh so yeah guys let's let's get right on to it uh i want us to go back to our childhood days uh back the times preschool exactly mm -hmm. i don't know if we went to the same type of schools but i remember the school that i went to right uh if you're a well-behaved child at the end of the day you get one of those sticky golden stars on your forehead right i don't know are you guys familiar with that yeah yeah we're familiar i was always in envy of the children that got those <laughs> very <laughs> the much golden stars <laughs> yeah guys so now that you're all familiar with that the first question uh tt and pm and then the guest why is it that they they put or they gave us stars and not they didn't give us the sun or anything or i mean why why a star i mean why why a star what is it with with stars and and us and personifying them and you know, what is it? Why why a star? Shall I jump in on this? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, Titi, you can go ahead. No, no, do you think, man? Do you think? <laughs> no, since it's a general question, yeah, I think um, they are a dreamy thing. I mean, I've uh, almost every culture has some kind of fascination with stars. And I think, I, th I don't know uh, with you guys, but in, in, in my culture, they would say, if you were to count the number of stars or sit outside and count stars, you would pee yourself at night. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with it. Yeah, it's they, a very certain thing. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, there's a strange fascination with, with the stars and, where they come from and it, lo it looks as if it's an unattainable thing when you look at it and maybe that gold standard they give it to that gold star they give it to the children who 
sort of get an unattainable marks or unattainable things for the rest of the other children to just gaze upon them. Maybe, maybe that's why I never understood the concept, but maybe now that you mentioned, that's, that's what I think. Interesting. Interesting. And others? Yeah. Why a star? Um, from the top of my, my head, man, I can never question myself, why could that be? Why do we use... Um, stars to as a form uh, as a form of merit you know to express how you know how we grade our people so but i'm just like first thing that came uh, that came to mind about the shape i was like okay the shape for me doesn't really uh, pop up a lot so the shape would have to do with something um related to something else maybe a believe or something like that to actually go further and you know influence education or the education system that way in in terms of you know people who believe in astrology astronomy or anything that has to do with um something a bit closer to um the general the general topic of paganism something like that something like that maybe i don't know because um i've been um yeah i mean there are a lot of interesting symbols out there that have like that have some pagan roots that are very used in today and we don't really question a lot of them like we just accept them for what they are man and we don't really go beyond why they are and you like your in terms of like the origins of your infinity symbols and stuff like that just um i don't know man i just the symbol itself i don't really know that much of like why does it have to be that way and then in terms of um or maybe it has to do with magic i don't know what do i know right so uh in terms of stars itself like the word stars um i like to uh, quite relate to what um our guest has said in terms of uh, it being unattainable like um to you know it's it's like to express something um very very commendable like something very good and to be associated with that means um you know we 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 are humans and um as humans we we see ourselves as through different uh, classes and we we like we live within a hierarchy and living within a hierarchy of course um we believe that the people on top uh surely uh surely you know they they, they deserve to be there in some kind of light and like they are worthy or they're competent enough to be recognized or be sitting at that very position in a normal stance and then um in that kind of perspective you know it's like obviously the a per, if a person is kind of awarded with a star or the amount of stars they have on that chart it's a sign of that hierarchy and how you know they associate they associated with uh, the competence within the construct of that class or the concept or the construct of that society so to speak interesting interesting and uh, i'm pm why stars think i think we have a lot of fascination with like hierarchy men you know like uh, i think uh we we always want to have someone i mean we always want to have there be a top and a bottom uh and because of that i think you know because stars are like you know the feathers you could ever go i mean not the feathers but yeah it's like beyond you know beyond reach or beyond oh it's something that we just gaze at man it's the 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 most thing that you can like view with your with your eyes you know which is 
probably why we have uh, quotes such as, you know, the sky is the limit and so forth. So I think we, we are fascinated by, 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 by uh, a hierarchy. Yeah, I think, I think that, that that is why. Mm, interesting, interesting. Oh, and um, a thought just came to mind, uh, maybe to support my stance, right? So um, for one, I believe like this whole, um, like, you know, starring people on a chart, I believe it's very, it's, it's founded on uh, historical beliefs. So I just don't think it's a modern kind of thing. So uh, I can't really say as of much where did it initially start, but from what I see or what I believe is like, okay, um, remember at some point, um, okay, remember like uh, part of what we know as the, uh, the way to education is hugely influenced by the Western life and how we, you know, how yeah, the Western culture has evolved this education system that has, that, that is not global. So, and part of the Western life has been under the guise or under the, you know, the common rulership of Christianity. So, well, as for Christianity, their vision of, um, I don't, it'll be, I don't like, is it, is it okay to even uh, say metaphysics? Like, you know, uh, how they relate to the heavens and, you know, earth and what's beyond earth. Like, you know, obviously, according to the construct or according to how earth is, is like earth is what it is. And then beyond that, it's the heavens. I mean, just before the heavens, it's like a firmament, which it's the body of stars. And then above the body of stars, that's where you get like, you know, uh, heaven. So within the firmament, that's where the stars live. So that's the, in, 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 in a more like kind of metaphorical kind of thinking, it's the closest thing you can be to God, but you can never be God. So it's mm, the highest, mm, it, mm, it's the mm, highest mm. being you can be, but you can never be in a sense. Mm. Damn. So that's my contribution. Mm, damn, that's that's powerful. That's powerful, indeed. Yeah. Uh, from from my side, the thing that came to mind was okay, a star shines, and they give you the star because whatever it is that you're doing, you're shining. Everyone can see you, and you're just out there. So hence the star. Mm. So that's just the thing that came to mind. Uh, so yeah, guys. <laughs> so yeah that's it with stars and then uh going on in life you get uh people who are soccer stars you get people who are uh acting stars uh so this one is for okay for everyone how how does one become a star like are they are there is there a recipe or ingredients how does one become a star how is a star born If I want to think about your question, man, uh, for me, in terms of uh, how, the way I see it, it it's basically um, the highest recognizable reputation you can have. So it's all about reputation. And reputation, there is no, there is no formula to that. Reputation is just how people see you and how people um, put you in a certain perspective. Because it's just very interesting how <laughs> uh, people can have a notorious... Um, notorious kind of reputation but it's just the construct or the virtues of society how they see certain things how they glorify that you know notoriety if that's a word <laughs> if how they value, they, they value that person for being that kind of uh, way in terms of being notorious for whatever they are notorious for it's like uh how can i put this how uh the western culture celebrates uh hip-hop's hip-hop uh artist for you know 
basically saying all the wrong things in life and making music about all the wrong things in life like you know shooting people drugs gangbangs um yeah like i don't know degrading females and it's just you know (laughs) to what extent to does that society accept that so in a sense it's just they for me there is no recipe it's just you know i see it as a reputation and being being called being um that's like you being called a star is like the high one of the highest um well one of the highest levels of reputation that you can get Mm, interesting Mm -hmm. and uh so a very nice question (laughs) And uh, immediately when TT started talking about that, I, I, I thought of uh, a, a simpler, a simpler way of, of of saying how a star is born is, you just have to watch the movie and uh, the star is born, and then you will realize how a star is born. <laughs> have you ever watched the movie? No, no, I haven't. You haven't seen uh, one of the best performances by Lady Gaga ever. She's amazing. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a movie uh, she starred in. And um, yeah, she's basically discovered by someone who was, who used to be a really good star, but now has fallen off. And then talent, and then the new talent shines brighter. And the other guy just, um, yeah, disappears in the light of the new star. So, so what thing so, about her? Uh, Fariso? No, I was saying I think I heard about it before. Ah, it should you should uh, give it a shot. I don't know what kind of movies you guys like, but yeah. It might be a long two hours if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a musical, by the way. Yes, yes. The last musical I saw was high school musical, so no thank you. I'm good. <laughs> it's it's not it's not that kind of lively, you know. It's much more real than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. I'm oh okay. Yeah, but in 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 a in a scientific no no scientific no no no. Let's let's not go there. You yet. don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you go don't there. want to go. There. Not now. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> Oh, too soon indeed. Yeah, uh, and I'm PM. How is the star born? <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think, in terms of stars and how stars are born, I think the ability to just stand out, man. You know, the ability to stand out and relate to people. Like whatever you're doing, you know, you're doing it so effortlessly, but someone else, you know, doing it, uh, might you know, them trying to do it might take a lot of effort or they they might not have the courage to do it so you know yeah ability for people to want to become you know greater than uh what is known or what people think already is <laughs> yeah yeah that's it, that's mm. it. Mm. interesting so we have uh reputation and and standing out like in terms of if you do something effortlessly to a point where you just stand out now uh, Mr. Sfundo, this is your cue now. This is where you come in. From a scientific perspective, yeah. <laughs> how is an actual star born? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's actually almost the same as, as the, like the real stars that uh, you, you, Titi and Fariso touched on. Sometimes, you know, they, 
they become too big and they just die a real uh, uh, catalysmic uh, death. And it um, takes a lot of pressure to also become a star. It, um, the bigger the star, usually the faster the fame runs out. And um, some of the smaller Nyana stars, they tend to you know, last forever, so to speak. Because forever is a very uh, difficult term in, uh, in, in science and physics. But it's almost the same way. And if you take that mindset and put it into the actual stars, you get to see the interplay quite nicely. So for you to form a star, any star that you see, and, 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 and bear in mind here, when we talk about star, our sun is also a star. So also our sun is part of the mix. It's, it's part of the larger collection of stars that you see in the night sky. If you were to look out now, you probably see a couple of them and they they are part of they are part of that uh, whole um, um, part of this Milky Way, so to speak, the collection of stars that is called the Milky Way and that is our galaxy. And for that, you just need gas, some form of gas. And hydrogen is the most abundant gas. Have, have you ever uh, uh, seen or experienced hydrogen gas in your lives anywhere? Not that you know of. So usually, they, sure. yeah, usually they put it in. It's it's a very flammable gas. So in some of the people who do things like welding, or if you want to cook something, like the 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 people who use gas, some of the gases that they use is hydrogen. It's a very flammable gas, and if you can't control if you can't control it properly, it's very explosive. So hydrogen is the most it's the most abundant gas in the universe. And if you remember the periodic table, hydrogen is element number one. So it's just one proton and one electron. So it's the most abundant gas in the universe. And we'll start it there. Don't ask me where that hydrogen comes from. Let's just say <laughs> it's there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Good question, right? Sure. And then on the basis of stars, right? Um, mm. Okay, the way we see it as humans, when somebody is labeled a star, normally what mm. happens is a lot of people are fixated about that specific individual, and it's almost like people feed off energy from that person, right? Yeah. So, like, people are concerned about what the person is doing, people are following trends, people are always basing all their lives as that person as their idol, right? Yeah. It's, uh, that's, 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 that's actually what we are doing currently to our son, you know? We have been yeah, yeah, feeding so, off a bit every single yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I just wanted to make sure that actually yes. <laughs> of that. Yes. So, so I, I'm, I'm glad you, 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 you touch from the, you know, the un, I, I call it um, the unnatural way of seeing things. Seeing the sun objectively as a star from a scientific perspective, and seeing the sun as from a human interface kind of level. This is also a nice thing to actually capture the imagination as to what we are talking about here. So with hydrogen, so our sun is made out of hydrogen. And because this gas is a lot of it somewhere in the universe. And if you look at, uh, I, I, could, I could recommend a picture, it's called the pillars of creation. 
if you look at the, uh, it is a photo, it's a photograph that was taken by the Hubble telescope of some gas clouds in the outer, it's called the pillars of creation. Some gas clouds in, in, a, in a particular nebula. A nebula is a place where stars are born. So they take this picture of nice columns of hydrogen gas, or there are some, there are some other forms of gas in that particular picture. And in such a place, you have this huge amount of gas, a lot of gas. And what happens is that this gas begins to collect and it begins to collect and collect and form clumps and clumps and clumps. And during that collapse of these uh, gas into forming clumps, the temperature of the gas rise and you get what we call nuclear reactions. And it is these nuclear reactions that then, once they start happening and in a controlled manner, then you start getting off this uh, a fireball, so to speak, being created. And over time, this fireball begins to now form, take shape and all of that. And that becomes a star. I won't get into too much uh, detail after that, but it's just a guess that just happens to collect, form clumps. And at a particular critical point, it reaches so high of a temperature that you start forming nuclear reactions, combining hydrogen to form helium and the byproducts being your heat, being some other particles that are there. And we interact with these things daily, each and every, um, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, yo, that was a mouthful, uh, that was okay. <laughs> For people who don't work with these things every day, I'm sure it's just, yeah, it's a lot, but yeah, it's very educational. Yeah, mm. yeah. So what, what I mainly got from this thing was, okay, uh, a star collects gases and then there's a nuclear reaction and then the fireball and then a star is born, right? Yeah. From to, to kind of relate it to a, a human perspective, I like to say, okay, according to nature, this is how a star should be born. It's an individual collecting information from different sources and mm-hmm. then... The, the nuclear reaction represents something that goes on in you, right? You reach an yeah. epiphany or something, and then that fireball is is a manifestation of your works. So once you start to shine, exactly, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So that's that's oh, quite that's... interesting. So, gents, what did yeah. you get from from that uh, explanation? Uh, I'm PM. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was assuming TG. I was assuming I was assuming TG was gonna do the things, but uh, what I get from that is, oh man, wow! I'm just absorbing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm absorbing what's happening. Oh, you collecting absorbing... the gas? You collecting the gas? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Ah, oh, damn. I'm, I'm collect. I'm, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm, I'm just. You know, absorbing everything. I'm absorbing everything. Hey, I, I think it's fascinating. I've always wondered how the sun does what it does, you know? Like, why it doesn't even fall apart. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, I feel like now, I understand. I don't have a subjective uh, <laughs> way of describing it, unfortunately. But because I'm just trying to soak everything into it. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's uh, perhaps we will touch on um, when stars fall apart. I think uh, there will be uh is 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 where you sort of want to go because they do fall apart but uh yeah we we will get there <laughs> okay when stars fall apart sounds like a good move 
Yeah. Yeah, guys. So we're about to go to our first ad break. You can kindly rejoin after that, and then yeah, take it from there. I can. this episode of astronomy and nuclear sciences yeah guys you know what it is it's the ad break if you're a small medium or large business looking to advertise your service or product hit us up on f is for filler you know how to find us any search engine search f for filler we'll be there stay tuned for more yeah guys so welcome back to f is for filler that was our ad break we're back talking astronomy and astrophysics hope you're learning hope you taking it in i hope it can I'm, I'm sure it's a bit too much for people who are not familiar with this uh so yeah tt yeah, yeah yeah i just i just want to say i also checked out the pillars of creation man the one ah, picture that i got did you tell him as, as, uh, what do you think of it hey man it looks like a hand man <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a hand, man. It's but a beautiful hand, though. Yes, I mean, when it came out, it was a hit. It was a hit, and um, it was, I think, one of the first amazing pictures that the Hubble telescope. The, the Hubble telescope is a telescope that um, is they, it, it orbits the Earth, so they they launched it into space. So it's in space, and then it takes pictures on the outer space. So this is one of the first like uh, rock star pictures that it took. And with this one, it was such a hit that some people actually created. They see, there are some people who wear underwears with pictures and stuff. So people had the picture of the feelings of creating <laughs> in their underwear. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's an amazing picture. And what you see, all of those huge pillars and all of those little blobs of light that you see in the star, in, in, in these pillars of creation. Those are actually new stars being born right there, and there. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So uh, going back into the conversation, right? Uh, Sfundo, in your, in your initial explanation, you explained that uh, the bigger the star, the higher the flame, or the bigger the flame, mm-hmm. and uh, the sooner it dies or something. Mm-hmm. And then the smaller the star, the more likely it is to live forever. Right now, looking at that from a scientific uh, lens and taking it to real life situations, say maybe there's this guy uh, or girl that's planning on becoming a star, right? Oh, this is for everyone on the floor. Uh, this person is planning on becoming a star and then thinks of this thing and goes, instead of becoming a big star and dying hard or dying sooner, mm. let me become something small and so that I can live forever. So the question is, how, how should one manage their expectations when uh, wanting to, say, maybe become the stars? How should they set their, their limits? You know, should they aim low and so they can live forever or aim high and go out in a bang? 
I don't, uh, it's a, that's a very, that's very nice. And I just thought of, as soon as you say, and I, I think of something to say, the stars which, which I which I mentioned earlier that uh, they are, they say they are made out of not too much gas and then they just live out maybe forever. They are very difficult to see. Mm. They're very difficult to see and they, they don't host any life. They are basically too cold. If remember, okay, stars are very hot, but in the in the in the hierarchy of stars, when you're ranking stars, you know, um, there are some stars which are cold, and there are some stars which are very very uh, hot. So those stars which I say live forever, they're very cold stars, very difficult to see, and they do not have too much impact in their lives, and. In their in the in the in their let's say in their lifespan and their lifespan can be quite long. I mean, it can last for ten, uh, maybe five billion years or whatnot. But very small lifespan, and they just they are not interesting. <laughs> it's it's the bigger stars that are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and again, those bigger stars, they when they die. And we'll get to that earlier. When they die, they actually form, they actually create seeds for other stars. So these pillars of creation that you are seeing from that picture, they're actually seeds from previous stars that existed and went out with a bang. And their material is still out there and their material is used then to create other stars. And so I don't know. It's it's up to a person to decide what they want to do. But if if you want to make a bigger impact, I mean, going big or go home. That's 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 the kind of motto that I live with. <laughs> mm, mm, interesting. Go big or go home. Yeah. Mm. And and others, what do you think? Expectations and and stars. Um, I once um saw this other talkie that reminded me of something very important in my life. Um. Mm. So this guy, what happens is, um, so right now what's happening in the world is that um, tech companies uh, are becoming too greedy and they're always lobbying gov- uh, you know, governments to uh, make laws in their favor. Like for example, right now, it's, for example, a lot of the technology that we have right now is always um, now, like for example, cars have expiry dates. A lot of the companies in cars have expiry dates Whereas uh, previously, the aim of like uh, the philosophies of certain uh, companies were to make cars that would outlive a normal person. So like to make the quality so high and as best as possible. So right now, and then so basically if um, it's gonna like they're also kind of forcing people to always keep on buying new new stuff because at some uh, certain stages they stop updating certain systems in the car and you find out that your car is all of a sudden can't move because it doesn't have a software update so then they're forcing you into uh, buying a new car or some sort or an old car that doesn't need any typical uh, technology you know yeah stuff like that so and then the, we have uh, middle people or middle man or people that form uh, part of the black market and so what happens in these kind of black markets, they then try to make loopholes and then recycle certain softwares and uh, just, for the, for, just for the consumer, the consumer c- uh, could enjoy what they already purchased. So basically what they do in these uh, companies are taking more power from the consumer and then having more bargain in terms of the whole uh, product as it is. And these 
black ma- uh, black market agents are just literally trying to they they basically they're Robin Hoods. So this guy was a typical Robin Hood in that kind of uh, in that kind of industry way in the industry not and in, in the industry of computers. So there was some I can't remember specifically what was the case, but this guy was duplicating a certain uh, software update, I think like that, and then he was literally not even selling it, but distributing for free. I think at some case, and then. What they found out, um, the corporation did find out, and then they I took him to court, and obviously he got jail time. This is uh, of course in the states, and then the release, like he was, but uh, he was a bit like you know uh, regretful about the whole situation. But his, his statement, his statement was, um, my biggest regret was is I never, like I I I didn't think I didn't think too big, something like that. I didn't come out as crisp as crisp as I thought, but it's like. My biggest regret is that I didn't think too big. Like I think I like my thinking was way too small for my own good. And as a result, I could only achieve this much. So for me, in a, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, it's like, you know, sometimes you, it's like um the butterfly effect, you know. You don't you don't know to what extent uh are your actions influencing the next thing. So you find out you in like you could, your life could be literally within your within a cup. And you literally, your actions are literally a drop in that cup. So literally, every each and every each and action that you do in that uh, drop of cup, it then it's 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 its effect on in that cup is magnified to a huge scale. And sometimes certain things that we do, it's like a drop in the ocean. There is no much of effect. But sometimes you never know how much you know some something small can impact the next generation. So I guess, man, you only have one lifespan and. Why not try to live as if like your actions are like a drop in a cup? Mm, mm, interesting, mm. but I, I kind of I, I got a, a double-edged sword in, in your response because you said uh, something small can have a big impact. So I'm now thinking that small star that we're referring to could it's cold, but it can have a, a big impact in the long run. But okay, maybe I misinterpreted you. But okay, okay, I'll just uh, and I'm PM. What do you say? Expectations. Go big. Or stay small. I just want to. I just want to steal from TT there, cause you know, <laughs> at the back of my mind too. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to think that everyone is a star. You know, you don't have to be uh warm. You don't have to be. I mean, you don't have to be. You know what I mean? You don't have. You don't have to be you. You could be like one of the cold uh, stars. You know what I mean. And you, you, you're also gonna serve a purpose uh, within this universe. No. Uh, the second thing about expectations and you know huge stars, uh, I like to think it's 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 more of an ego conversation in terms of philosophy. Uh, and I like to think, like any anyone can be big. You know what I mean. Anyone can be big. But it depends on, on on how you measure how big you are. You know what I mean? I think people that stay true to themselves in terms of expectations. I think no matter how how huge you get, whether you you the cold star or whether you become the sun, you know, I think I think it doesn't matter. I really think it doesn't matter. I think that's just something that comes. You know, that that's just something that comes, and you know, all you need to do is just be true to yourself and. You know, uh, always achieve your own standards. I think you know goes a long way. Always achieving your own standards goes a long way. Mm, yeah, that's all I have to say. Mm, damn, damn, that's that's powerful, MPM. 
he just saved me from playing the devil's advocate because I was gonna vouch for the small stars, the cool stars that don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they shine on the inside, man. They yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 guys. So, uh Okay, with stars being stars, and then as as Swindle mentioned, we're gonna touch on the death of stars. Now, okay, let's just start with the expert. Uh, how do stars die? Well, it's, sometimes it's overdose. Sometimes it's suicide. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but um, yeah, and let's say on, on a serious note. <laughs> so, as I, as I explained before, on how stars um, form and it, it being a collection of, 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 of a gas, so the gas collecting unto itself, you can think of this collection as sort of a three-dimensional thing of collection. So you're collecting on the, the gas is falling onto itself. So it's, uh, let's say if you look at your, um, I'm sure you've seen a Cartesian plane before, like uh, on the Z axis, you're falling in, on the X axis, you're falling in, on the Y axis, you're falling in, you're falling in to form a spherical thing. So stars are spherical. And I don't know how they managed to come up with that shape of a star. But anyway, so stars are spherical in, um, in, 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 in physically when you look at them. So that whole process of the star col- collecting on itself is forced by gravity. So gravity, you know, is a, it's, a, it's a, a universal force of attraction between matter. So all of these gas particles, hydrogen gas particles are collecting, are attracting themselves and they are collecting onto each other. So what usually happens is that what stops this gravity from making sure that this gas collapses indefinitely? Why does it stop at some point? It stops at some point because of the re- uh, of the nuclear reactions taking place inside. If you see, say, you are burning wood. If you burn wood, wood is made out of carbon, and if you burn it, if you say, if you mix carbon and oxygen, you get basically fire, and the products of fire are you get heat, you get the carbon dioxide, you get water vapor and so on. So in stars, the nuclear reaction that is happening, one of the products of the nuclear reactions is heat, the heat that we are feeling right now in Cape Town and so forth. And all of this um, uh, heat is occurring inside the star. And when, when something has a lot of heat inside, the pressure inside that particular thing is very high. And so the pressure pushes us outside. So the gravity is pushing inside, trying to make the star a spherical ball. And the pressure inside the star is pushing outward. So there's a balance between those forces, the pressure inside the star and the gravity trying to push the star to collapse it into a smaller, smaller uh, thing. But over time, the fuel is not gonna last forever. Even our sun is gonna you know, die at some point. So it's not going to last uh, forever. So when the fuel runs out, remember that gravity is still pushing inwards. It's still trying to make this as compact as possible. But the fuel inside has run out. 
So what usually happens is that the gravity starts squeezing the star, starts squeeze. I won't go into too much of the, um, the stages that occur, but let's just say we are talking about a, just a supernova. So the gravity starts squeezing the star. If you have ever played with a balloon in your life and tried to squeeze a balloon, what happens when you try to squeeze a balloon? At some point it's going to burst. And that's exactly how stars die. So the pressure from that gravitational force that is trying to uh, com uh, compartmentalize the star, make it compact as, 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 as possible, is so immense that you end up, the star ends up blowing apart. And as it blows apart, that's where you get a supernova. And that's the eventual death of stars. It's mm. just due to the pressure of gravity pushing on it and pushing on it. Yeah, Titi? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so what do you, 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 you said like at some point, like, you know, you mentioned gravity, uh, gravity and you mentioned um, um, the word attraction of certain things, certain elements or variables attracting to each other to, you know, and, and the formation of the star or in mm. the existence of the star. So, yeah. and then uh, as, uh, you know, the person of your study, um, mm. I just want to see a different life from it uh, and hear it, of course, from a person who is so versed in what you do. So yeah. what's your take on um the parent uh, apparently the 12 um the 12 uh, universal laws um what are the 12 universal laws i'm not too familiar with those maybe i am familiar, okay i just don't know what they okay, are okay okay uh it's gonna be a long list so pay attention right you can just say maybe three <laughs> you can just say three <laughs> okay um the first the, the first three is um the first one is law of divine oneness uh, mm. The second one is uh, okay. Let me just since let me, since it's only three, I guess let me do you courtesy and uh, uh, mm. actually explain a brief summary. So, love, divine oneness. Uh, simply, everything is connectedness is connected. Um, the second one is law vibration. Uh, simply saying, everything is has a unique vibrational frequency. Then number mm. three is law of attraction, which is. Um, simply what is like unto itself is drawn. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I think it's, is, is it a philosophical uh, concept or? Okay, the reason I'm asking this is like, okay, this is um, under the whole guise of um, metaphysics, right? Or, mm. ah. Uh, ah, yes, yeah, I, so, I, just need, I just needed the, the field with, with which this plays. So I am not, familiar with metaphysics i uh, i've heard about the name before and i don't know what it does or its place in the whole uh, anything that has matter in it is a bit of problematic in society <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh, i'm not too familiar with uh, metaphysics but in 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 a scientific view when we view um the, the, the universe and its um, creation and our place in it. We simply just say that we, we simply look at say the standard model of physics and um, in, 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 in the standard model of physics, you find all the particles that we know of currently that make us who we are. And how those things obviously 
when they uh, when we talk about these say these particles we refer to their energy we refer to their frequency we refer to they they are we usually call them modes of uh, modes of vibration and so on that's just from a pure physical way of trying to describe how nature works there's something that is called also spin you know the, uh, that the particles have this intrinsic property of spin they spin they have angular momentum they have all these things so i'm not too sure about the the philosophical aspect of uh, of all of that and maybe after this, I'll definitely take metaphysics seriously. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, TT, thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Uh, so going back to the star thing, right? Uh, so we heard that stars, as they live, right? Quote unquote, live. They have this pressure that's pushing outwards, pressure pushing inwards, and then there's yeah. a fuel inside that keeps burning. And then once that fuel stops burning and then they become a supernova, they, they burst and everything, right? So uh, to the floor, say maybe there's a star, right? I'm talking about a human, right? Now, a star listening to this episode and, and uh, they're struggling to find that fuel to keep them going. The pressure is getting too much. The social media, things are getting tough, you know. Life is just difficult. They're comparing themselves to people with, uh, with what who have the things that they don't, and it's just getting too much. And then they're about to become a supernova. What advice would you give to that person, that star that's about to die? That fuel inside is 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 dying. You know what I'm saying? So what 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 advice would you give to that star? I'm PM. I know this is your department. <laughs> wow. I'll just reiterate what I said. I'll reiterate what I said. You know, I like to think that constant pressure. You know, I believe in one of the episodes, Mr. T once said that pressure actually builds us. And think of it as like rite of passage, you know, like you knew what was going to happen when you got into this, uh, this universe, you know, you, you knew that not everything is going to always go your way. And, you know, I think it's completely okay for something to not be okay. You know, I feel like there's only a lot you can control, especially pressure, you know, I believe you can only control what is inside you. And as long as you, you meet your own standards like i've said before uh, as long as you are meeting your own targets your own milestones your own standards i'd like to believe that you know take take uh like take comfort in that you know i feel like in 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 a world uh such as our own now since like we're overstimulated by a lot of things like you said uh social media you know it's hard to lose sight of the whole experience of life you know like uh you start thinking oh you know or maybe your ego starts thinking, oh, you know, I have to please this one. I have to be like this other person. But at the end of the day, there's no other you. There's only one you, which is like, you know, it really doesn't matter as long as you're meeting your own internal standards. I'd like mm. to think you, you will be okay. Mm. So basically, the only person you should be in competition with is yourself and no one else. Yes. Mm. 
that's powerful. Now nah, I told you this is your department, man. You're the, <laughs> you're the minister of this department. Hey, <laughs> And uh, Titi, what advice would you give to this star that's that's about to become a supernova? Do the opposite, man. If you are out there, ghost people, man. If you're <laughs> posting nonstop, stop posting. Literally, if you were doing something, just retract. Like, um, whatever you're doing, just find a certain, like, you know, a certain place to yourself. And if, you know, when you get that, also try to also surround yourself with the necessary people that see the good in you regardless, you know, that always want the best for you. And then steady down on yourself and whatever you're doing. And then try to work yourself back to your center or basically try to listen to your soul more because what happens sometimes is when you're out of place it's yeah it's almost like the we a bit out of you know we're not listening to that person inside or not tuned to the person we truly are we are living of something like you know yeah so just do the opposite of what you're doing and then like if you're out there yeah man Come back, come back, be a normal person. Mm, interesting, interesting. And uh, Sfundo, what advice would you give to the star that's about to become a supernova? <laughs> um, let go and let God, I say. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I believe in, in competition. And if, if you find yourself in a place where you're competing with someone if you truly want to compete with that person go all out go all out if you want to be um say uh, people usually uh, compete on social media and whatnot if you really are up for that challenge and you want to do it then do it and if you don't want to do it then don't do it i i, I think i like <laughs> <laughs> I like exciting lives and um, competition is meant to be there. And I think what we, what we have seen maybe over the past, uh, like as the years progress, even in school, there's this thing of trying to kill competition, you know, trying to water it down. In some events, you know, people get certificates of participation. I don't understand what, <laughs> what, what that is about. <laughs> You came out number last, please go home and try again later. <laughs> Let the people at the very top get their certificates in peace. So, so yeah, I, I just like if you're competing, just compete and be the best that you can be. And it, it doesn't matter. You burn out. Everyone burns out at some point. But the fact that you gave it your all, it's the only chance... Uh, you get is to give it your all and if things don't work out yeah you gave it your all it's not like you went half-heartedly and then things didn't work out and then you live with guilt your whole life maybe i should have added an extra you know it's like people on betway who bet with 10 rand and then win 50 rand and be like oh i should have bet with a thousand rand (laughs) you didn't (laughs) bet with a thousand rand you should have bet with a thousand rand and then you could have won uh five thousand rand i think so yeah 
Those are contrasting views. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting indeed. Okay, guys, so I feel like that's it with stars. That's it with stars. Uh, we've mentioned a lot about stars. I feel like we need to move to the next segment of the show. Right, uh, Sfundo, in your explanation, uh, the death of a star, you mentioned yeah. an, uh, an interesting concept, gravity, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know yeah. about TT and IMPM, but what I, the only thing I know about gravity is what goes up must come down. That's that's literally <laughs> what I know about gravity, right? Yeah. So, question to you is: since you've been studying gravity for the past, I don't know what, but yeah. how would you explain gravity to a ten-year-old? I would I would explain it exactly like that. <laughs> okay, um... okay, sixteen-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> still the same, but um. As a disclaimer, um, there is a far bigger field in, 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 in physics, which I have not uh, even put my toes in yet, and that is general relativity. And that's, that's the study of gravity in, in, by, in and by itself. So that whole study, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're, you're right in essentially saying gravity, what goes up must come down. But that view looks at it from say a two-dimensional perspective you know you're going up and down just like the projectile we learn about in metric you go up you go down but that's a two-dimensional view of it but that's not the universe is not two-dimensional it's not even three-dimensional uh, according to general relativity it's actually four-dimensional in that you have all of the x y z the space and the time component in all of this intertwined working together and so on. So if you are looking at um, what is gravity, you have to explain it in terms of all of these four things, space and time combined into one thing. And remember that the earth, you go, uh, it's, it's a, it's a three-dimensional space and it's located in a three-dimensional world. It's not sitting on top of something. You can come from the earth from below, you can come in from the side, you can come in from the top. You can come in from all these directions. So you can't just look at it from a two-dimensional way, which is how we experience it. You have to look at it from a complete four dimensions being space and time. So that's, that's, one thing that you have to, if you had to go higher uh, in, in learning and try to actually learn about, that's what you would realize about what gravity is. It's not just a two-dimensional thing, but just a wholesome four-dimensional thing that acts in, 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 yeah, in very interesting ways. And people you know, spend years and years trying to figure this thing out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not where I particularly specialize. Mm, mm, interesting interesting uh and uh gents on the floor do you have any questions for sfundo i'm telling you this guy knows everything about and about everything about everything about the universe if you have anything in you want to ask just shoot he'll give you the answer any questions uh okay oh, man uh i don't know like um your years of interest have you had in your study and of course your experience 
but um, since you have gone even further to acquire much information about uh you know what you study uh mm. what's your take like i heard i heard you say god and i don't know oh, which god you're talking about okay and i just <laughs> want to know let go and let god <laughs> i just yeah. i just want to know i just want to know okay um the biggest theory in your field if they if ever there is to explain existence without uh, attaching any god is the big bang theory and then since you have gone further in your experience how do you then view that together the big bang theory and god whatever whichever, whichever god you believe in ah, <laughs> this, this so is going to be interesting <laughs> so there isn't there isn't one god or many gods that i believe in so there you can't be out it's a it's i like using um, you know common phrases because a lot of uh, christian phrases are common phrases and everyone gets to relate with uh, with 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 these uh, phrases uh, quite easily and uh, but no i don't believe in any god so to speak and when it comes to the big bang theory it's a uh, it's a very simple idea uh that comes from empirical evidence it's not something that someone was sitting drinking coffee and all of a sudden it came to him um it like it came in completion to him so the idea came in parts and in the fact that the universe is expanding right if you're looking at the stars over time over years you can actually tell that these stars are moving apart they are not getting closer to each other and the position of stars let's say a million years from now will not be the same as today because they are actually spreading apart and as years and years and years millions of years go by you would see less stars in the night sky because the stars have spread apart and so the big bang comes from the fact that if the the universe is expanding today what would happen if you go back in time does this expansion become a contraction let's say it started out from somewhere and it expanded going back and hmm. then people added the numbers in their theories to say if we were to rewind the universe and wanted to know where did it start the number that they came out with was 13. i think 13.7 billion years So that's where we say the universe started 13.7 billion years ago based on these numbers and based on our best theories today and then we say there was a big bang there was some kind of huge energy source at that particular point that sort of had a big bang like boom and then slowly and surely over time this expanded forming stars stars dying and all these other things and over time you get this and here's another fun um, f- fun fun fact about this because i'm saying that it's an empirical thing not just a philosophical thing they actually said the people who were coming up with these theories to say what would you see if you were to rewind this time what evidence is there for the big bang and this is what is called the micro the cosmic microwave background uh to say since light you can actually see light you can see light from stars we can see 
if you look at this, uh, if we look for a certain light that occurred around that time of around 18 billion years, would you actually still be able to see the glow of the Big Bang? And sure enough, you still see the glow from the Big Bang, from those early stars that existed as the cosmic microwave background. I don't know if you guys have had the TV at home. You see those static TVs that went shh. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, yeah. they, it is said that 2% of that of those signals actually come from the cosmic microwave background. Yep. They are actually signals from the birth of the universe itself. So it's not just a philosophical thing, but it's steeped in some really fundamental mathematics and people worked it around and to say, if we say this is expansion today, what was the expansion yesterday? What was the expansion million years before? What was the expansion years 13.7 billion years? That's when it all started. And that's, that's, that's my take. That's my take on it as to say, the Big Bang Theory has no underlying, we, we actually don't even care what happened before the Big Bang because we don't know. And there's absolutely no way of knowing what happened before the Big Bang. So we just limit to ourselves to the start and the present. What happened before? Maybe that's a question for another generation of scientists. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Damn. Uh, TT, uh, okay. Before you shoot, uh, about to head to our head break and then you can kindly rejoin for our last segment and then yeah, we can sum everything up. Uh, just hold, hold on to that question, I'm PM. You can put some icing on it in, in the meantime, and then when we get it, we'll be, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the ad break. You tuned into FS for Filler, Astrology and Nuclear Sciences. Stay tuned for another segment. I hope you're learning. I hope it will be fun. We love you. Yeah, guys. So welcome back to FS for Filler. Uh, I am PM at a burning question. It was burning. So yeah, shoot, shoot, I am PM. Bundo, you know, Binda, our lovely guest, you know, and also <laughs> someone who has studied the stars. You know, I think I speak for everyone of the guests because y'all been talking about very complex theories. And me, yeah. I'm representing the guest today. Yeah. Where are the aliens, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely question. <laughs> Before I answer that one, Titi, do you have one uh, follow-up on the other ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just uh, the basis of understanding. So when, uh, when you're describing the big bang is it um more of like uh an evolutionary way of seeing the universe rather than the creation of it exactly thank you and i would have never come up with uh, better words than that yes it is an evolutionary way of looking at the universe rather than the creation of the universe exactly like that and there are subfields actually into that. There are some other fields that look at 
uh, they call it, I think, cosmology, then how do these critical uh, pillars of creation, for example, how do they clump together? How does that evolve over time? How did the first stars look like? What was the likely products from the first stars? So yes, exactly. It is looking at the evolutionary nature of stars. And one of the fields is actually called galactic chemical evolution. Okay. Uh, Sounds fancy. <laughs> exactly, it is. I mean, they use supercomputers and, and nice things. But... Yeah. Sounds like a Star Wars title. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so, um, yes. And so, yeah, where are the aliens? That was the other yes. <laughs> I'm I'm one of those that think that um, there is life elsewhere in the universe. Um, whether that life has come somewhere to America and abducted a few people and uh, there are some shows on TV or National Geography, <laughs> that's, that's a different, uh, that's a whole different conversation. I don't believe that part. But the part where there is life out there elsewhere in the universe, whether it's maybe, it may even just be a planet of dogs or a planet of just microbes, that's still life. And I do think that it does exist. Is it as intelligent as us? I don't know. But uh, yeah, the chances of it being there, I mean, the universe is too big, not for there to be life elsewhere. And for them coming to Earth, ah, no, I mean, they should come to Alexandra and then we will see. They uh, can't confine themselves to America all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, mm, interesting. Uh, I believe I'm PM. Your question was answered. <laughs> yeah. I'm answered. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. I just want to understand. Okay, then how does a black hole form? And then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 actually that's actually nice so let's just start there on on what a black hole is right so a black hole th- uh, don't think of it in a two-dimensional way of a hole that's where most of us including myself have lost it for many years because once i think of a hole i think of the holes, the pit toilets that we've been digging up our entire lives back at home, and you look at that as a hole. But no, it's it, it's not a hole in a two-dimensional sense that there's something that is falling into that hole or whatnot. So a black hole is what remains after a star dies. It's a void in space. Like it's just an empty... I should say empty region in space because you cannot see what's actually going on inside. And when you're looking at it from the outside, you can see. And if you were to look, if you were to be inside that, that void, you wouldn't be able to see what's happening outside. So just think of it as a, a gap in space. Let's say someone was holding a paper and just cut a circle in the paper. That circle is just a black hole. It's what remains after a star dies. And how does that happen? Remember I told you that gravity is trying to, 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 to squeeze the star when it's supposed to die and go supernova. So in the process of squeezing the star, 
what is actually happening is that you are a, let's say if you're taking a paper and squashing a paper, if your hands were to be, let's say you are very big enough and you're a giant and you try to squeeze a paper, you're squeezing the paper as you're making a little ball of the paper, just like if you're frustrated and you're solving a problem, it's not getting solved. You're squeezing this paper, you're, 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 you're squeezing it and squeezing it. Sometimes it becomes a small ball, but you can't stop there. If you put that small ball in water, and try to moisten it a little bit. You can go even smaller. You know, you can make an even smaller ball. And you're trying to squeeze that smaller ball and smaller ball and smaller ball. So gravity squeezes it to such a small point that it's 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 you you they usually say that small and point. Remember that uh, I was talking about an A4 paper and an A4 paper that you can squeeze into a size of like a really small thing. Yeah, maybe just a, uh, a, a thing like a centimeter long paper. That same mass of the paper is still contained in that centimeter size of paper if you were to squeeze it. Are, are we getting each other there? Like if you yeah, take I'm an apple paper you. and you make it smaller, you're not losing the mass of the A4 paper just because you decrease its size. Do you understand? So that's exactly what happens to a star. There are some parts of the star wherein they are trapped in this squeezing phenomena. Other parts obviously will form part of the explosion, but the other parts, all of them will be captured in a point in, in, in a little dot about the size of the very little, you can't even see it. But all of that, think of the mass of the sun being squeezed into a size of a, a, a dot, like a full stop, you know. Think of all that mass being squeezed into a full stop. It's about the size of a full stop. <laughs> and it still has the same gravity. And remember that uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the equation of force of gravity is one over r. So as, as the r gets very small, the force of gravity becomes very high. So your black hole has all that mass concentrated in such a very small space. And all of that mass is there. And the gravity created by that object is immense. It's so big that even light cannot escape. So if light cannot escape and uh, like uh, it, can, it cannot escape once it goes in, it, go, it disappears forever. And it also cannot leave the black hole because the gravity is so much that even light gets dragged, it gets attracted by gravity the light cannot come out and go into your eyes for you to see what's happening. And then that becomes a black hole. It's just a void in space where you can't see what's going on inside and you cannot see what's going on outside. And it's a three-dimensional thing. It's a three-dimensional thing. It's not just a hole that you fall into, but it's a hole that you disappear into. You may still exist inside the black hole, but there's absolutely no way for us to know that you exist because we cannot see you. The signals cannot go in or the signals can go in, but the signals cannot go out. So we will never actually know what happened to you. So that's basically what a black hole is. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, I get you, I get you, right? Yeah. I have so many visions, right? But I'm, I'm, let's just start with um, uh, what happens to a star, right? When it's dying. Yeah. So, 
so far earlier in the show you mentioned supernova and then black hole so which one really happens or like yeah just which one happens like what happens really after a start like what would like i understand uh, supernova is it's so yeah so it, it, it yeah it depends on the mass of the star so some stars it's just like our sun is not going to go supernova it's too small it does not have enough mass so it will just inflate and contract and then stop contracting and nothing it will just become a cold star useless we won't benefit anything from it anyway by the time that happens we'll probably the earth would have been destroyed by that whole process so nothing is it's just going to be just going to be cold faint and nothing is going to have nothing exciting let's say is going to be happening to it and then there are stars which are maybe about eight times the mass of the sun, like eight times the mass of the sun. Those stars, they go supernova. So they explode and you can see it becomes very bright. If a star goes supernova, it will become very bright in the night sky, if you can see it with your eyes or a telescope. So those stars that end up exploding, they either can form what is called neutron stars. Neutron stars, uh, just at the cusp of becoming a black hole. They are very dense, they have too much gravity, but they are still maybe about 10 kilometers wide. So you take all that mass of the star, you cramp it into a 10 kilometer wide space, and that becomes a neutron star. But then after that, if you have a huge star where the mass is very big, then you can keep on collapsing and collapsing and collapsing into that little point and then you form a black hole. So usually the events of uh, supernova are accompanied by the explosion, the light that you see from the explosion, and what remains behind either becomes a neutron star or a black hole. So it's the remnants of a, of a star that explodes that actually remains behind. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, Jens, 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 Jens. <laughs> I'm gonna reserve. I'm gonna reserve my questions. I have jam-packed questions. I'm gonna be nice. I don't wanna take over the show. I'm gonna respect you, but I just know I'm burning inside. I'm burning inside. <laughs> now, nah, man, go ahead, go ahead. Just shoot. Just, I'm sure Sfundo is happy okay. to answer all your questions. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I think you're, you're, you're going to start going away from the black hole. And me, I'm still on the black hole. Still on the, yeah. black, hole, the black hole. Before y'all, you know, we are very far off. And I can yeah. catch up. Uh, yeah, ne, this is just me deducing. Ne? Uh, so none of what I'm saying is actually theory or anything. So, you know, you mentioned how the universe is expanding. Ne? Yes. And then you, you mentioned how and you you asked what if like we could go back and then you know you had to actually measure when the big bang was yeah so you know you also you also mentioned how gravity in in a, in a in a planet you know uh is once it goes supernova it's busy squeeze, squeezing the life out of the planet and then it's contracting of, of you know? the star of the star yeah 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 emphasis on how the universe is expanding emphasis on how gravity in uh a planet is contracting so mm. you know based on that is it safe to say that after when the gravity has formed a black hole is it mm. safe to say that we can go back in time since it is contracting like mm. the black hole mm. is contracting mm. <laughs> interesting um 
I wouldn't know how to uh, answer that, but I think simply no, I don't think so. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to, uh, let's say, time travel like that. I don't think that would be possible. I'd, I'd really have to think about it, but I don't think so. Remember that the error of time, as far as we know, goes forward. So it does not go back in time. But when I said going back in time, I meant using the mathematics and using a computer to extrapolate backwards, not actually physically going back in time. So that is still something that uh, some people like to do it and think about it and how could we build a time machine and go back in time. I don't know if that's ever feasible, if that's ever going to be feasible or not. But yeah, when, when, when I'm talking about going back in time, I just mean using your computer, just playing around with the numbers in your head, like putting, let's say, if time is supposed to be positive, if you make it in your equation to be negative, that means you'll be going back in time. And that's, 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 about, that's all about the going back in time part. So we can't jump into a black hole and then we go back. <laughs> no, you can't because at the, remember I said space and time is one thing, right? Yeah. So inside a black hole, remember that you can go to your left, hit a wall. You can go to up and down, hit the ceiling, maybe the floor. And so you, the space ends. That one, you, you, it's just very simple. Space ends at some point. If you go this way, you're going to reach this point and so on. Same thing actually happens with the time inside a black hole. So if you go to that little point or that little dot, actually time flows. And then once time reaches that little dot, it then stops. So time stops there. So um, it's like you're hitting a, a wall, like a dead end kind of thing. But when you're traveling through time, in, 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 in that. So you, I don't think you would be able to go back since I mean, you're hitting a dead end unless you can come out on the other side. I don't know what's on the other side. People like to think about these things as to what happens on the other side of the black hole. Is there a white hole? They say that. It's actually a, a thing. It's actually a thing that if a black hole consumes material, maybe there's a white hole that actually expels the material. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Another universe happening, guys. A black hole happens and then the universe is happening on the other side of it, like another big, big bang. Just speculation. They, 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 have, they have those views, but, you know, they are, they, are, they are not truly verified views. It's something that maybe the maths is going to say it's possible, but is it really physically possible? You can't just trust the maths blindly sometimes. We need to send someone there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, Okay. Um okay, let's see. I'm processing the first question, right? Um let's see. Okay, let me let's bring it back a bit later. Uh, let's let's come back to Earth, gents. Let's land on the ground, you know. So, mm -hmm. uh, you've mentioned supernova black hole, right? Now let's uh, and we have associated stars with human beings, like as like a metaphor for seeing humans. Yeah. So, like, what's your take, guys? On it's not just to Suno, but to the to the floor. Like, what's your take when um we can 
like what what happens when a person becomes a supernova what happens when a person is a black hole is it labeled a black hole <laughs> I, I, I feel like if a, if a person is labeled a black hole it's it's an insult and a compliment at the same time it just depends how you take it okay <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you're a supernova it means you committed suicide you couldn't handle the pressure <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> cool, cool. yeah yeah i i yeah i i i would also get into trouble if i was to give people a, a label of being supernova because these are truly um quite if 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 let's say a supernova was to happen close to us it we would surely everything on this planet would die because of the the, the, the it's it's a very violent event and uh, it has a lot of radiation it emits a lot of radiation in the process it's very hot it can reach about temperatures of more than you know 10 billion degrees so it's a very very hot a very very violent event that you don't want it to happen close to you it looks nice in pictures but you don't want it to be happening to you and it's a necessary process because it is the process that forms elements the gold that we like so much the silver and all of these other elements that are there they are created in that process of 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 a supernova so yeah it, it 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 would be very difficult for me to classify people as a supernova or a black hole let's be kind to people i i i am you hey what oh from my side um i think they're just opposites no like supernovas you know they burn under the pressure but they create seeds so you know like it's not it's not such a bad thing and then black holes black holes ah it's constructive criticism it's criticism <laughs> yeah i think it, yeah, it balances out you know yeah i think it balances out right 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 interesting gents yo uh yo there's a reason why lectures are 45 to 1 hours long cuz after a point you just it just <laughs> stuff just gets starts flowing over your head and then yeah uh yeah. so on that note we're about to hit the 60 second segment of the show where in yeah. 60 seconds you just say anything because there are people listening uh, you can just say anything to the listeners if, if there's anything that you want to share uh a quote anything just yeah shout out starting with tt transcend done what's what's that i missed it transcend transcend oh interesting and uh i'm pm mm. your life is worth living because you really don't know yourself from someone else's perspective and your journey might intertwine with them and because of that you might not actually know how much of a great influence you you have over them so yeah yeah mm, interesting and uh our guest 
Yeah, well, on the occasion that uh, the Liverpool are the 2022 champions of the Carabao, uh, the Carabao champions. <laughs> so um, it's a quote from Jürgen Klopp. I like it very much. And it just goes like um, giving you absolutely everything does not guarantee you get anything. It's just the only chance to get something. Interesting, interesting. And uh, from my side, I'd like to say uh, to the people listening out there, just know that F for Philo is a nebula. It's a place where stars are born. So if you're out there listening and want to be a guest mm-hmm. on our show, come to the nebula and become a star. So yeah, uh, we've reached the end of the show. <laughs> we've reached the end of the show. As Funda, I'd like to thank you, thank you for coming through. Thank you for the knowledge. You know, every time I speak to you, I feel like I become, uh, I don't know, twelve percent smarter or something because I always learn something I did not know. And uh, I hope you also learn something from us, uh, just talking about these things. So yeah, yeah, gents, this is the end. Uh, any conclusions? No, um, let's say thank you very much for having me. Um, it was quite unexpected. So yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, and I'll keep on listening and hearing what uh, people have to think about love and death. I like the death one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for, for making time sure. to join us. Uh, yeah, guys, so that's yeah. it for F is for fellow astrology and astrophysics. Thank you for joining us. We out. In three, two, one. It depends. <laughs>